Hello, brothers and sisters. You're going to notice that the cover art has changed on the podcast. And the reason I've done that is because you notice the image you have Jesus Christ is set with a crown of thorns somewhat in the background, but together. And you're going to see that Jesus Christ came as a sacrificial lamb. And when he comes back for us, and when all the prophecies are fulfilled and he returns, he will be returning as the lion of the tribe of Judah, as the reigning king and Lord. And every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The sad part of that commentary is that at that time, the followers and believers that are here will know to do so, and that those that have chosen to ignore the sharing of the gospel, chosen not to hear what was being spoken, and not to answer to the invitation, and chose to ignore and turn away, will be compelled to kneel and confess the truth. But for them at that time, it's going to be too late. It's not too late for anyone else, which is what our purpose is. Before he comes back, we have the opportunity to share and offer the experience, the acceptance of Lord Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God our sovereign Lord, the King, the creator of all things. That opportunity is given, the invitation is given, and it doesn't take a big fanfare. It doesn't have to be out in front of a whole bunch of people, and it doesn't have to be any big production. That can be done on your own, and the prayer posture should be on the knees as a symbol of surrender, because that's what kneeling is. It's a surrendering. Some have taken the kneeling as showing, well, I don't know what they're thinking, but it's, it's not correct because kneeling is surrender. Surrender your life walk, your addictions, your pain, whatever it is that you need in life going on, just kneel down and surrender. Pray for forgiveness and acceptance and just, yes, Father, I do believe that Jesus Christ came for me. I do believe that Jesus Christ came to offer me the opportunity for redemption, salvation, And I believe that he is your only begotten son. And I want to have faith in you and believe. And I want the Holy Spirit to come and guide my life from now on. That's all it takes. Very simple prayer. Doesn't have to be any great thing. Um, You can do it on your own or find a person that is trusting and that you trust and feel comfortable with. And you believe that their heart is righteous because of what they've shared with you. Or ask them to just come and pray with you. or do, And it can be done anywhere. 
It should be something that's done a little more privately. You know, the Pharisees and Sadducees had this big thing. They always wanted to make a production out of everything that they did. Always wanted to be up there in the great flowing robes and the attention. And when they went out through the market, everybody had to bow and move out of the way. And they made a big production of things. And when they prayed, they made it really offensive, actually. They were very loud and they always wanted to compare themselves to someone else. Thank you, Father, for not letting me be like Joe Blow or Jane Doe. And, you know, it doesn't take that because it's not about that. It's about what your heart is feeling to God. Father God, forgive me and come and cleanse my life, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit be with me. Very simple prayer. And God loves that. He loves that you come to talk to him and through the course of your day, the rest of the time, talk with him, seek his face, look through the pages of the Bible, use the Bible to guide your walk, guide your life, seek him through all things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the desires of your heart. God wants you to be not just alive. He wants you to be thriving as a good Christian and a faithful follower. That's all he wants. He doesn't expect a lot of things in exchange, and he doesn't expect you to be perfect. Trust me when I tell you this. It's in the scriptures. It's in the Bible. The devil drives the thought process with his minions of torment because he's got these little serpents and scorpions that come scattering into our lives slithering and making the little steps and they always want to get into the thought process. It doesn't need to be any great production. You just, he gets in there and he wants you to have doubt. He wants you to be discouraged. He wants you to believe that God's not listening because you did something, you, you backslid or something that goes on. That doesn't matter to God. Prayer is a form of sacrifice to God. Thanksgiving, thank him for all things and the, and the possibility that you have to walk with him and believe in him. Thanksgiving, brothers and sisters, I pray Thanksgiving every day and for his guidance on my going out, my coming in. I pray over my brothers and sisters, not just in my life group with my church for upright courage, but for all my brothers and sisters, that means for God so loved the world, I pray for everyone. I don't like ideologies. I don't like some of the darkness that's being portrayed out on the people. I don't like what people are believing and pushing the abominations that are in the Bible that they, that they think is good. And the Bible tells us that there will be those that will call evil good and good will be evil. If you look around what's going on in the world today, they're saying, oh, those Christians, they're this, they're that. Look at this, look at that. And oh, hey, let's check out these, uh, here's the latest thing, the satanic shoes that are being produced. They have blood in them and, and the guy actually uh, uses an out of context scripture to supposedly bless his shoes and he's got the pentagram is in this big emblem on the shoe. Those are over a thousand dollars each and they completely sold 600 pair I think was the latest thing I heard was a 600 pair sold out within hours. 
that people bought these things and they're saying they're good. And brothers and sisters, the deception that is being pushed out on people through this, oh, there's so many things that are going on. Just be wary. God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all are promised that they will be with us in all things. Don't be afraid. Be of good courage, for God is with us wherever we go. There's so many things that are going on around, but don't be discouraged and don't let these little minions creep into the thought process and try to get you away from that. The helmet of salvation is the crowning of the full armor of God. And that helmet of salvation is that your thought process is on that, that Jesus Christ, his sacrifice, his blood, his atoning for our sins, the forgiveness of our sins. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Remember that and don't listen to the false evidence that appears real, that is portrayed and pushed onto people in their minds by the devil. That is one of his pseudonyms, one of his other names. He has many. Fear is one that he uses so often and so well. Fear can drive people to do most anything at all. It makes people discouraged. It gets them dismayed on what's going on. And then when people get discouraged, they throw up their hands and give up. Don't surrender to the enemy. Surrender to the sovereign God. Surrender to Lord Jesus who came to sacrifice for us anyway. He came because God so loved the world. That means everyone. Ideologies are atrocious. Some of the egregious actions that are pushed out on politicians and elected officials and these other groups that are falling into the abominable and that it's supposed to be okay, stand up, don't step down, don't step aside. Be strong. When you step aside, that's compromising and saying, well, I guess since everyone else is accepting it, it's okay and maybe I should and maybe it's not so bad. No, it's not. That's not correct. If the Bible says it's an abomination to the Lord God Almighty who created all things, then brothers and sisters, as a Christian, it must be an abomination to us as well. That doesn't mean the people. That means the ideologies. Those that they push on people are an abomination, but love people, pray for them, don't confront. Jesus Christ only confronted one time when he turned over the tables of the money changers because they had turned the temple, the house of God that was supposed to be open for all people into a den of thieves. They were using things that were supposed to be tools for the people to come and present themselves to God. They were using it as a tool for making money. That agitated him. He cast them out and he ran them out of the temple. Jesus Christ was not about confrontation. 
Jesus Christ was about compassion and caring. He didn't agree with everything that was said. Read the passages. When he stood in front of the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, they were all trying to take note. They were all trying to trap him. They were all trying to tempt him. He didn't confront them and get all confrontational or argumentative. He just stated exactly what the word of God spoke. They didn't understand a lot of it because they did not have the ears to hear. They only believed in what they perceived was the way, the righteousness. But he told them, ye know the scriptures, but ye do not know God. They only went by the written word and then they decided to develop the laws around it. And the group of lawyers and the judges that they had within their midst and the Pharisees and all of them, they all gathered together and they tried to put God on trial. Jesus didn't fall for that. He didn't confront them. Stated facts. And that's all we do, brothers and sisters. We state the facts. If they don't want to hear it, we don't confront. Be of good courage. Be strong. Stand upright. Do not step aside and compromise the word of God and the truth for any reason whatsoever. And do not be confrontational. There's no reason to be aggressive and to get in people's faces about things. I have a man that comes and uh, quite honestly, I fully 100% believe that this man has demons that are in his person. And I pray the Holy Spirit when he comes in my job, I mean, he knows scripture. He does know scripture. But he's very confrontational. I mean, I have seen him get to where he is nearly putting hands on people and I've had to intervene. But I don't make it my battle. The Holy Spirit controls. He does. And will let you know if it's time for a battle. But that's what God is for. God says, I will fight your battle. Stand still, hear and listen and know that I am your God. And he will fight for us. He will. And I have watched the Holy Spirit take this guy and just shut his mouth and walk him right out. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's kind of frightening, this guy, not knowing what's going to happen. But trust me when I tell you this as well. They do know the scripture. Demons know the scripture. Satan knows the scripture. Satan used to live in heaven, remember this. His minions and the demons, they were of the angelic host. That they succumbed to his wiles and his temptations to be and rebelled. Those are the ones that work for him. They do know scripture. Don't fall for it because they have taken it out of context. They twist it, malign it. And everything good that God has for us they will turn it to darkness, wickedness, and evil. But they do know scripture. However, here's the other thing they do know. They do know the authority of Jesus Christ and the righteousness that he has given us in authority over them. Jesus Christ says, I give you authority over the serpents and the scorpions that you may dash them under your heel. 
We have that authority. Jesus Christ gave it to us. The only begotten son of God, what more authority do you think that you need to have before you turn and surrender to their thought process that they put in your mind? Don't give up. Be strong. Brothers and sisters, we have that. We are victorious. We have to hold on to that in faith. Walk in faith and not by sight. That's the other tool that the demons use to try to get you to look at everything that's scattered around, to be confused, to get annoyed. And he wants us bound, bound by the chains and the ropes of unforgiveness and hatred and anger and regret. Those keep us held down. Brothers and sisters, those fetters are broken by the blood of Jesus Christ who came to sacrifice for us his very own life. And why? Because God so loved the world that whosoever, anybody has the opportunity. But all through the Bible, it says, let him that have ears hear. So the scripture is spoken, the opportunity is given. And the choice, brothers and sisters, Here's the thing that must be remembered too. In sharing the gospel, if they choose to walk away, be argumentative and not listen and whatever, don't get bound up in that. That is their choice. We are all made with a free will choice. God made us that way. Their choice is to walk away, but you've planted a seed. That seed may grow and later on they might come right back to you and say, I want to accept the Lord, they might not. You may never see the person again. And you never know what that seed is doing. But don't get bound up in that. That is not for you to be concerned of. You have done what you are called to do. You've shared that gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, given them the opportunity if they choose not to listen, that's not on you. Don't be bound by that thought process. This is the other thing that the devil loves to use and the minions come in to do this. They want you to be tormented. This is what they are called, the demons of torment. And they will come into your thought process that you are bothered by these thoughts. Well, I should have this and I should have that. No. The past does not belong to you or me. The future does not belong to you or me. God walks in both realms, but he doesn't remember what we should have done and could have done. That's not what he's about. And he doesn't remind you of what you would have, should have, and could have done if circumstances were different. God does not do that. And he's not going to take you into realms without being with you. God is with us wherever we go. We do not need to fear anything and should not fear anything. But again, the enemy likes to use that false evidence appearing real. And remember too, brothers and sisters, this is not our home. We're only travelers here. In acceptance of the blood of Jesus Christ to wash us of our sins, we are become citizens of heaven. We're on visa here. 
we have a travel permit by the Lord God Almighty. Through his grace, I rise up every morning with a new breath. And mercifully, he allows me to have that and continue to share the word, the good news gospel of Jesus Christ. That's my purpose. That's all of our purpose. That's also in the Bible. Run the good race, brothers and sisters. Wait upon the Lord, for he will renew our strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. Remember, brothers and sisters, hold on to that higher love. It's in songs. It's spoken of. It's in poems. It's in the Bible. And I'm telling you, it's a real thing. Without that higher love, we don't have the, the ability to look at brothers and sisters that walk on the street and see them for that because they're dressed not like everyone else because they don't live under a roof like everyone else, because they live in a tent. There are some that it can't be helped. We don't know what got them in that walk. And there's some that have chosen to live that way because they don't want any other way of life except their way. That's not for us to judge that position. God is the judge. Our purpose is simply to deliver a message. The Holy Spirit is the convictor. And that's not like conviction to throw you in prison or jail. That's not what God is about. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is to tug at one's heart, to make them realize, to guide them to the point that they do kneel down and confess, surrender, and pray. That conviction that what they're doing and the life that they're leading is not a good one. That conviction... God is the judge and Jesus Christ is our attorney and he speaks for us every single day. Every day, this is also in the scripture, that our high priest, Jesus Christ, the Lord Savior, he has many names as well, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is an intercessory prayer for us every day. He goes and he worships and prays every day. He prays on our behalf. Brothers and sisters, I love you. I pray for you every day. Um, I hope you like the new art and my sharing continues to bless you, encourage you, because that's all it's about. This is not about Raven Whitehawk. This is about Yahshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord and King, Yahweh, Abba, Lord God Almighty, our Father, Abba, Hebrew for Father. Prakritos comes from the Greek that means walk with, walk beside, come walk with the Holy Spirit. Promised when Jesus Christ was getting ready to, for crucifixion, he said, I have to go. It is my hour, my time has come. Be not afraid. I'm going home to prepare a place for you. That's what I'm called to do. So he leaves. He said, but when I leave, I will pray my father to send one in my stead, the comforter, who will lead you, who will guide you, who will instruct you, who will inform you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Brothers and sisters, it's real. It is real. 
It happens all the time. Lean in and listen to what God tells you. Believe in your heart. Seek God and you will find him. The Bible tells us to seek God with all of our heart. He will respond. I love this word. I love the word of God. It's so awesome. Brothers and sisters, have a very good day. Bless you. Love you. Yahweh Aman. Yeshua Aman. Praise worthy.